This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy merch store on TeePublic. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around TeePublic. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to GD Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Ali Matu. I'm back. Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. All right, everybody. So at the top of the episode, you heard an ad for our brand new merch store. What? We're growing up here. Uh, it's an exciting time. And uh, to celebrate, we, we've, we've partnered with uh, Tee Public. That's the, the store that we're going to be selling stuff on. And uh, to celebrate the launch of the store, uh, they're sponsoring a giveaway. They're giving away three free t-shirts. So if you go to geektherapy.com slash giveaway, you can enter and win yourself a t-shirt. Nice. Yeah. Can we enter? You can. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I won't. I don't think it's fair that I do, but yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but we want shirts. <laughs> I want some merch. Good. I mean, I know, uh, so as we're recording this, you guys haven't seen it, but there, there's a Media Matters shirt because, of course, there is. So, And Media Matters mugs because we got mugs and phone cases and all sorts of stuff. Nice. Check it out. And this launch is a part of our big mental health month celebration. So we're doing a few different things. That is what's happening this week. Um, we're, we're, we're launching that the new store. And, uh, if you, you're listening to this when the giveaway is over, you can always check out the store at geektherapy.com slash store. There's also a link at the top of the homepage now. All right. So speaking of mental health month, our, our theme for this month is mental health words that are used casually in everyday use. And last week we talked about fear and anxiety. And this week we're going to talk about crazy, insane, uh, psychotic, any of those words that seem, I've been thinking a lot about it and I'm, I'm, I'm really curious how you guys, uh, think about this, but I was like, is crazy where'd crazy even come from? Like, is crazy even a mental health word? Like, why do we associate it with with mental health? So that's the, the, the theme for this week. I know that I say that's crazy about 10 times a day. So yeah. my favorite words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> insane too, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not so much an insane person. I, I, I'm the insane, I'm the insane person. Obviously. Yeah, of course. I'm the one that says insane a lot. And I say crazy a lot too, yeah. Yeah, insane yeah. just reminds you of insane to the membrane, insane in the brain. Insane Any- is not even a mental health word, technically. It's a legal no. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, like, okay, so, so let's start there. Does mental health or the mental health field even have ownership over some of these words that we're going to be talking about this month? Because I feel that they don't. Like, when I, when I started this, this uh, idea for this month, I felt like, it did, like maybe they're defining the terms, but now I don't feel that way. What do you guys think? I think that there's definitely a lot of more the medical field and then the legal field, and that's where a lot of our our names come from, and sometimes they're not as useful outside of those contexts. Does the medical field define, like again, like crazy, like where where'd this word come from? <laughs> <laughs> the The problem with crazy is it, 
there are two popular definitions uh, that are associated with it. So one is more related to mental health um, or mental illness. Uh, I just uh, was looking it up before the show. So mentally deranged, especially as manifested in a wild or aggressive way. Uh, so that's one. But the second definition is extremely enthusiastic, which is, I think, when we are using it in everyday uh, vernacular, that's that's one way that I do think about it. One of my favorite shows as a kid on Nickelodeon was Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> right? It was so good. It was so good. Uh, and my dad, he always likes to say... Um, how I'm crazy for Star Trek. He he like still says that to this day. He's been saying that since I was like eight years old. So that definition of crazy doesn't bother me. It's the other definition, that quote unquote mentally deranged one that really does. But that definition is coming from where? Uh I did I searched for define crazy. So whatever. So Google defined it for so you. Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's not in the DSM. No, the word no, crazy no. is not in the crazy, DSM. No, 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 no. Crazy Probably is not in the Probably nowhere in the DSM, yeah. I don't in so. any of the DSMs, I don't think. Yeah. Not that I can uh, find. Maybe in one of like the first one. Maybe. Maybe, but I, I, I looked it up and I can't. There are some terms that you wouldn't think were in. No. So, but, but again, so, so this goes to my point. Like, why do we associate it with mental health? I did some Googling of my own the etymology of the word. So I found a few interesting things. So it says that uh, in the 1570s, the word crazy meant diseased or sickly. Um, in the 1580s, it started being used as broken, impaired, full of cracks or flaws. Hmm. And then the meaning deranged, demented, of unsound mind or behaving as so started in the 1610s. So there is, again, this association with the mind, but 1610, that's way before Freud and anybody started defining right. mental health and, and you know, and, and psychological well-being terms, uh, at least in the way that we, we look at psychology and mental health today. Well, it's also often used related to emotions, like being infatuated or being in love. You know, I'm, I'm crazy for him. Um, I'm crazy for them. That, that kind of stuff. Isn't it's, it Beyonce? I'm so crazy in love. Crazy in love. Yeah, <laughs> such a good video. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ali, you said that crazy means like very excited also? It can that yeah, that's the second yeah. definition. Your reactions to, to things this episode have been very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it's it's used to describe um a shorthand for a lot of different things that we might associate with mental health. And when you asked Josue, like, do we have any ownership of it? I, I think crazy is unlike last week when you all were talking about anxiety last week, anxiety is a term that we both own in mental health. It is one of the most common f problems in mental health, and it's so common and everyone has an example of it. Crazy is something that I think is a bit more thrust upon the mental health community and not one we own. And it's like, no, 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 you, you all can keep this word. We don't like this word. It's imprecise. It doesn't mean anything. It has a lot of stigma and stereotypes associated, but it keeps being thrust back upon us. Yeah, it's like nobody's going to go to a mental health professional and come out with a diagnosis of crazy. Like, that's not the way it works. But I have had people come to me and say, <laughs> I'm crazy. Help me. I'm worried I'm going crazy 
or I'm losing my mind. Those are things that I've heard um, people uh, say to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're right. Like it just like we, we don't we don't want that word. <laughs> so then so then um so have you guys ever come across a, a situation where people say that using the word crazy is insensitive? Yes. Yeah, me too. Like why why is this happening? So if it has really nothing to do with mental health officially, it's been kind of like imposed, right? In, in a way. Or I don't know, like the the examples from the etymology like is that the answer? Was crazy related to the mind before we had terms to define disorders? I don't know. I find that I find that strange that some people would find it offensive that I use the word crazy because there are people in this world who are supposedly actually crazy, but that that you can't define that. And then if nobody's crazy, then how can they be offended by the word crazy? That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my experience has been that that conversation of don't don't use the word crazy or don't use the word insane to describe someone has always been linked to mass shooting and gun violence conversations mm-hmm. where people will be like well the shooter he's just crazy and then people will be like no <laughs> People who are are mentally ill are more likely to be victims of crimes than the perpetrators of crimes. And please stop using that language because you're you're uh, further stigmatizing actually mentally ill people, which I, I follow. But again, you make a great point. Crazy is not a diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Lauren, you're 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 saying something that I think is super related to crazy, which is uh, violence and um, aggression and somehow being uh, quote unquote like unhinged Um, in that definition I didn't read the rest of it but uh, the other words associated with crazy with that uh, with that definition of mentally deranged include the synonyms include mad insane out of one's mind deranged demented uh, crazed lunatic unhinged mad as a hatter (laughs) <laughs> um, mad as a March hare. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I get that reference right there. Alice in Wonderland. Um, oh, that's also yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, interesting. But that see, that's another example. This like way predates um, a lot of our modern understanding of mental illness, and it's super a part of literature. Literature that continues to persist today, like crazy as a Mad Hatter. So one word that kept coming up in, in, as I was looking up definitions is the word abnormal. And that one makes sense to me. It's like someone, like we use the word, I don't necessarily use it this way. I use it more as like wild or maybe maybe out of the ordinary um, is a good description, right? Like it's like there's the quote unquote normal stuff, there's the ordinary stuff, and then there's this other stuff that at least for me is like, that's crazy. It's like, well, that's cool because it's, it's not ordinary. But when, when we're talking about psychology and we're talking about abnormal psychology, we're really just talking about things that don't follow the, the statistical trends, right? Mm-hmm. Things that are, again, out of the quote-unquote normal, out of the majority. Atypical. Atypical, yeah. Based on everything you just described, Josue, um, Avengers: Infinity War would fit that description. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy! It's, that movie's like, crazy. It's it's crazy, 
And it's also by the definition abnormal. It is abnormal. out uh, is statistically different than every other superhero movie that's ever come out before. As someone who's been uh, revisiting all eighteen previously, I think that uh, the movies were moving in a trend towards what we got in in Infinity War. So it's not as abnormal as we would think. Yeah, because uh, Thor Ragnarok is pretty crazy, and Guardians of the Galaxy two ends mm-hmm. with Pac Man fighting um david hasselhoff at some point that movie's pretty crazy too. <laughs> yeah. so it, it but it depends on what we're defining as normal like are you looking at just the mcu or are we expanding the cultural basis or the cultural definition of superhero movies to cast a much wider net which is exactly the problem with defining normal when you're looking at abnormal like well Whose standard is normal? What are the statistics? Are we looking just at New York or at the United States or Northern America or or the world? Um, defining normal and abnormal can become really difficult really easily. And yet, most people seem to have an uncanny, almost unconscious ability to immediately make that determination. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like, oh, yep, no, that's crazy. So uh, some of the other words that I saw, and I think, again, I'll keep coming to abnormal, Lorna, like atypical, right? Uh, well, I think we'll keep coming back to those. Insane is another word that uh, I think comes up a lot. That's, uh, that's Lara's word. That's, that's my word. The etymology I found for that one was it that in the 1550s, insane referring to persons meant mentally damaged from the Latin insanus, which meant mad of unsound mind outrageous, excessive, or extravagant. And the in means not in Latin. So insanus, you know, is is not sane. Sanus meaning well or healthy. So I think, again, abnormal, atypical, right? This this idea that there's there's a normal thing, which, like Ali, you said, that's that's very cultural and it's of the time. Like what's normal right. now is not what was normal three years ago, you know, and, and depends on your location and, and what language you're speaking and so many different things. So insane seems to be like from the beginning because a, a sane seems to have a more uh, a connotation to health. And and so at the beginning, uh, I think, Lara, you, you said that it's a, a legal term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a legal term basically deciding whether a person is able to distinguish from right and wrong when they acted illegally um, or whether they are capable of accepting and understanding what is going on in the courtroom at the time. It's, it's, a, it's become a legal term, and I use that word a lot. Just to, And I, I never, when I say crazy or insane, I'm pretty much not talking about people. It's usually about a thing or a situation and I use those terms interchangeably, pretty much. Just like, oh, that that that's unbelievable. Like, that's that's crazy. That's insane. And there's there is a link here with the mental health community, where historically, being um, identified as being insane would might land you in a quote unquote uh, insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Especially and- if you're a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we could start talking about the word hysterical. Yeah. Mean. <laughs> right? yeah. So Batman's villains are all criminally insane. That's what um, Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. is. It's a home for the criminally insane. Is criminally insane a term? Is that a real thing? I don't. I don't even know. I don't want to make a comment because I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it actually is, but I do know that insane. It, it sounds kind of redundant because insane is only used in a courtroom. In the mental health community, it should be only used in a courtroom or. 
as far as people, there are mental hospitals where people go and there are facilities where they are there instead of prison until they are capable of standing trial, if ever. Even though I have a minor in forensic counseling, I don't remember the answers to these questions. And, you have uh, to get uh, you need to assist from the legal geeks here and, and their uh, yeah. podcast to answer I, these questions. Yeah, I, I Googled it and I went to definitions.uslegal.com. So I don't know if that's a good site or not, but it says criminally insane law and legal definition just uses insanity as a plea by a criminal defendant. So that mm-hmm. that is the connection is is you can claim to be insane if you are a criminal defendant. What does that mean? What does insane mean? (laughs) That's another Um, word. It's not in the DSM. So it's not like, oh, he got a diagnosis of insanity. That's not how it works. It's like what what Laura said is um, claims that whoever committed the crime was so mentally disturbed at the time of the crime that they lacked the mental capacity necessary to commit a crime. And the state definitions of what that means and what a jury must look at vary. Um, by and state, it ver- yeah. It varies by state. Um, one thing that is pretty common across all states is it is a very high bar. It is mm-hmm. very difficult to be found not gu- guilty by, re- by reason of insanity or whatever the, the term is there. Uh, but the popular... Uh, myth is that it's it's much more common um, than it actually is. It, it's a very high bar. But on Law and Order, it's all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> or at least they try and they fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watch a lot, a lot of Law and Order. I think I think maybe that actually is a really good point to feed back into our bigger conversation about how this language get gets used. Is so much of you know, popular media. There, because there is, media matters. Because media matters, absolutely. <laughs> but so, so uh, there's so much popularity of like criminal uh, justice shows or police procedurals, where these law terms are getting utilized as a way to make uh, the episode more exciting. And so we get a lot of those episodes where it's like the criminally insane murder man who did the murder, and then <laughs> insanely. In super insanely, <laughs> mega lunatic style, um, <laughs> and and so it feels like it's more real because you're hearing it couched inside of other like actual realistic terms in you know forensics and and actual real police procedure and stuff like that. It it gets um, the the fantasy gets tied in with the language of reality and our maybe our brains are not super good at parsing those two. So there's one word that people use a lot that seems way more, um, like it might be in the DSM. Uh, everybody uh, d- double check for me, <laughs> right? When people say somebody is psychotic, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's definitely in the DSM. Yeah, psychotic symptoms are psychotic mm-hmm. process. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. So at least that's one that people are using all the time. <laughs> Not in the right way, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly, completely out of out of, out of context. How but do people use it? Like, what's I, I rarely like saying hear. he's crazy or she's crazy? He's psychotic. He just went psychotic on those people. Yeah, that, that guy's a people, psycho. Yeah. Oh, psycho, yeah. psycho! I hear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I'm lumping those together. 
Right. Um, I, I Everybody hear, okay with that? <laughs> I hear uh, psychotic and sociopath get lumped together a lot interchangeably. Sure. I hear psycho psychopath and sociopath. Yep. Yeah. People say schizophrenic. As people mess up schizophrenic all mm-hmm. the time and what that actually yeah. means. And in fact, I, I hate the, tr- you know, calling someone a schizophrenic is like calling someone like a asthmatic or, or diabetic. It's so lumps their whole identity into schizophrenia which just like pisses me off it's it's one of my like soapbox issues like i i will i will go off on that how much i hate that (laughs) but all of these exist in the spectrum right like maybe somebody who's watched a lot of law and order is saying insane more than they're saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) crazy or psychotic but somebody who saw I don't know. I'm going to say the the Fosters just to, just to throw a show out there uh-huh. <laughs> that we talk about every now and then, right? And somebody was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and now people are like, "Oh, that person's like that person on that show." I think that person's schizophrenic. You're like, you don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? You just heard the word. To to be fair, no one on the show of the Fosters is schizophrenic. Just saying. But okay. anyway, yeah, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think all of those exist, uh, kind of in a in a spectrum. And on Facebook, I asked. If, you know, like what words were we, should, should we look at? And all of these came up, you know, all of these were suggested. Like repeated, several people were talking about each one of these words. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and, and again, and I'm, and there, there were other words, but they're kind of in different categories. I think this is the one that, that I think the, all of these terms are kind of lumped together, right? So when somebody is trying to, it's a derogative statement, right? You're not saying it in, in a nice way. You're kind of. I hear all of these words used to describe simply somebody who's acting maybe out of the ordinary. Also, maybe somebody who's acting in a way that somebody might be might be fearful of, right? Somebody who might seem, I don't know, out of control or something like that. Even if they are completely in control, I've used I've seen these type of words used. Mm-hmm. Are there any that I'm missing? Nutcase. Also, not a legal or mental health term mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Also, oh yeah, Not, Ooh, that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Marbles lost, right? F- uh, Fruit Loop. I've heard mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, you guys, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Looney. Yeah. Looney. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Looney Ben. Yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. 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 yeah and uh, obviously, these change over time. Like what? What would be? I don't you, know. Jose, you can probably drop like the second half of most of those words and make them into like more uh, teenage friendly. More twenty eighteen. More twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lulu for Looney, or like uh, cray cray, cray cray, cray cray. Yeah, cray cray is a good cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you guys, my my grandmother's nickname for me is Lulu. So that is. That is chef's kiss. <laughs> I appreciate right. that you um, said chef's kiss since it's a podcast and I can't see you right now. She's a pro, Ali. Yeah. No, a pro. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> We've partnered with Public to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on TeePublic. Visit geektherapy.com slash store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com slash store to get some GT merch. 
All right, so let's look at some uh, examples, some media examples, if you will. Uh, some of these words being used, maybe maybe something that uh, you guys know has has either caused confusion or just like a really good or bad example. Um, I know that I've read a study that, that showed that uh, medical students um, were like disappointed when they got to to do their um, – oh, what's it called when they start practicing in the hospital? Residency. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When they start That's doing when they're actual doctors though. Um, well, then whenever, right? Injured, like when yeah. they start doing that, it's like, well, like this is nothing like it is on TV. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's kind of boring or, or, you know, it's not. <laughs> it's so much stinkier. Where does the blood come from? All this feces. <laughs> There's no feces on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Um, and then the same thing with, um, I've, I've read about juries that are like, I don't, are contaminated is the right word because people watch too much Law and Order and they think mm-hmm. that they're legal experts. So they come in and they're like, oh no, well I want to see the DNA evidence from the thing and they're like, that's not a thing. Like We don't, we don't <laughs> even do that here. Like what, 90% of cases are all like circumstantial evidence. <laughs> like it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, any examples that you guys have? Okay, I have one. I have one. I am really into the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and that's got the word crazy right in the title. What? It, does. it, it does. does. It also in the opening theme song of the first season, it <laughs> has a line where it says, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Uh, hey, that's that's a sexist term. <laughs> crazy ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and they, they talk about it in the show. It's actually, it's really, it's a really fun show. It's musical. I highly recommend it to people. Yeah, it's great satire, but it does really get into the... Um, the idea that there are um, inconsistent standards as to what will get you labeled socially as crazy. And there are different standards for women and men, and there are different standards for people of color, and there are different standards for different socioeconomic groups. And it's, uh, once it gets applied, it is used to treat people differently and, and often times uh treat people worse and uh i like that the show sort of talks about that crazy ex-girlfriend is a show that i i eventually i stopped watching because the main character rebecca right is her name (laughs) yes uh she like she makes i feel like she's making the wrong choice over and over again and that's the comedy of it right but it's like it's so it's like uh, seeing someone like uh, step on a rake over and over again you know (laughs) It kind right. of is like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, it was it was frustrating for me. But they didn't really touch the the crazy part in a mental health way until season two or season three when they actually give her a diagnosis, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I um I don't wanna I don't wanna get into spoilers, but yeah, she does finally in, in the third season she gets a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. And um, don't worry about spoilers. Josue already spoiled it like a while ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't feel that that part is the spoiler, but the stuff leading up into into the third season, I feel people should watch. I just want people to watch the show. Okay, (laughs) sing the songs with me, Um, which uh, (laughs) there's there's one that I sing all the time, but I can't. I'm I'm not going to sing it on the show. I know which one it is. (laughs) Uh You know which one it is. Um, so the, the fact that she's right, the type, the titular character is crazy. And then eventually she does get a mental health diagnosis. It's how do you feel they handle that in the show? 
I think that they handled it really well. I think that they made um, the focus on on Rebecca and her experiences, and I think that while that you know that makes it less broad because it's talking about one one specific character, it does give a more personalized viewpoint in into what it what it's like to have mental illness and what it's like to try and shape your life around around it. Yeah, she is like non-specifically dealing with a mental illness, right? Like she yeah. takes medication and she talks about having seen a therapist, but there again it doesn't get specific. Like they don't they don't uh, give her an actual diagnosis until season they, 3. They talk about that she had been to um other doctors and she had been yeah. diagnosed with anxiety and she had been diagnosed with depression and she had been diagnosed um what is it? Bipolar one, two, one of them, uh, and she'd been diagnosed with ADD and and all of these diagnoses, and and that leads up into her getting her diagnosis. Is she's all like, you know, what is it going to be this time? Basically, because she's had such bad luck yeah. uh, prior to that point. There are a few good songs about therapists, about mental health in general, self care. It's a good show. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I just, I that. like that the the name of it, and definitely the first season, really focuses on the idea that the ridiculous behaviors, like basically stalking behaviors, that Rebecca does uh, to Josh, the man that she's convinced herself that she's wildly in love with and is her prince charming and will rescue her from her terrible life and basically tr- there, there's a great song where uh, <laughs> Josh is um, it's like a an in sync Backstreet Boys style boy band song and it's I'll be your therapist right yeah it's it's Josh's uh, <laughs> it's a, a team of four therapists and we're, we're all gonna work together to help you address your issues of abandonment from your father and like that is her fantasy is that this man will love her and solve all her mental health problems that she can't really address yet because instead like gonna focus on like oh so romantics i'm just trying to get my disney prince and and this is totally acceptable behavior because tv has taught me that you know extreme creepy actions are okay as long as it's you know for someone you love we could do a whole podcast like a whole show like weekly (laughs) on crazy ex-girlfriend yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i just want to hear you guys sing the songs (laughs) Any other examples? A big example for me is Psycho. Yeah, that's a, that's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Psycho. <laughs> the movie Psycho. I, it's I, I think Psycho is a movie that really cemented a lot of these stereotypes. It was uh, terrifying. It really emphasizes what Lauren was talking about before about uh, how violence and aggression and crime is associated with um, psycho, psychotic, crazy, insane. Um, and, uh, you know, the movie's old, so I'm just going to spoil parts of it. But like like <gasps> cannibalism or like weird um, cannibalistic kind of stuff, uh, That is the kind of stuff that you see later in things like Silence of the Lambs. Um, I think a lot of those ideas were really cemented with psycho. I was thinking about, and I it's been a, a little bit since I watched the show, so I'm not exactly sure, but I vaguely remember on Atypical, um, people calling the main character like crazy or insane or, or psycho because he's 
autistic and he'll have episodes where he's overwhelmed and he'll start acting out and they'll be like, he's, he's acting crazy or something like that. And I think the show handled things pretty well. I think they were showing that it's not a good idea to call people those names. I think I'm vaguely remembering a scene with the mom confronting someone saying something about her son or the sister doing that too. And I, I just remember being really pleased with how, how the situation was handled and how he was represented on the show. Yeah, how someone came to defend him, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, you can't just throw that word around. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, there are a few scenes like that. I remember the exact words. Right. I remember the, like, the, the prom, or like the dance, when one of the parents was like, we're going to do this for him, for that kid. Just for him? When yeah. my daughter needs her hair yeah, done, yeah, she can't yeah. put headphones on. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, that's yeah. a good show that's a good show if you want some good examples I thought we were going to throw out some like really bad examples Well, so like these weren't good examples no like, no, 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 like no, no 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 I meant like um, <laughs> examples that might speak to these themes in a more in, in a like better representation I, I, I was like thinking of like like really bad representation but, uh, mm-hmm. Ali haven't yeah. you learned by now that Josue doesn't care whether it's good or bad representation <laughs> it just lends itself to the conversation all of them <laughs> all of them lead huh. to conversation yeah okay well i i have more <laughs> i can i can definitely give you more yeah give <laughs> give some more so uh, i think one that's really interesting and will probably push Husway's buttons because i know he doesn't like diagnoses of fictional characters but i think anakin skywalker is a really interesting one and one that doesn't in the canon lead to any descriptions of any of these words that we've uh mentioned um but Anakin displays a lot of behaviors that would be considered um, abnormal compared to other Jedi. Um, he's also had a lot of um, experiences that we might uh, describe as being traumatic. He has a lot of difficulty with his uh, regulating his emotions and uh, controlling his uh, impulses and breaking rules and and then struggling with that he's having a lot of nightmares i think he's having a lot of really interesting uh experiences and the films don't try to label them which i think is really awesome and some people see it as borderline personality disorder other diagnoses have come up um but it's uh i think a great representation that doesn't necessarily meet one specific criteria and and can lead to more conversation. I really appreciate it when uh, characters in in shows and movies talk about how they're taking medication or how they're going to go see their therapist, and it's very mm-hmm. casual and it's very cool. It's like, oh yeah, when is you know, I was talking to my therapist and I I said this or that, or I was talking to you know to my counselor, or I think I need to go see my therapist. That type of thing, I really really appreciate it. And it shows in Star Wars. There's um, not that I know of. I don't think that there are canonically any mental health professionals. In a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. I mean, Yoda probably has some kind of mental health degree. <laughs> it is like the hundred of years that he's lived. He probably picked that up somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> although, although, if I were going to use the word crazy casually, the first person that comes to mind in Star Wars is Yoda. Yoda. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> crazy old man. Uh, wait, doesn't Han Solo use the word crazy to describe 
Obi-Wan in A New Hope? Uh-uh. Maybe. Crazy yeah. old wizard or something like that. Or Um I think maybe uh I think I think Luke does, doesn't he? Somebody does. It's like, oh, the like the crazy old guy out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Someone yeah. uses crazy to describe uh, Obi-Wan or the Jedi ways or something. Maybe. Yeah. Again, like it's it's such a casual word, right? But like crazy as in like ooh, like silly, fun, wild or crazy as in wow, that person's like unhinged something is not right something isn't okay right i think those are the uses of the word that mostly um concern me especially because they're used again just as casually as for something positive they use this for something that's perceived as negative which really is i mean i think i think at the end of this month i'm I'm hoping that you know the, the we all come to the conclusion that we we're not great about knowing or I don't know if it's this that the mental health field isn't good at teaching it, or we're just not there yet. Like in the in, we're not old enough yet for just these things to be common knowledge, right? For these symptoms to be easily recognizable, and and therefore we can label them properly. What, what do you think of that idea? Well, I think we we talk about media matters all the time, and related to that is labels matter. So it, it makes me think of the. Uh, that uh, the Rosenhan experiment, uh, which was uh, uh, one that a lot of us uh, study when we're looking at abnormal psychology, but this is where a bunch of grad students uh, faked uh, psychotic symptoms. So psychotic symptoms meaning you are seeing things that might not actually be there or you might be hearing things that aren't actually there or you're, you're having these beliefs that might not be grounded in what's actually happening to you. And once they're admitted to this hospital, they stop claiming to have these symptoms. Uh, and they had a lot of, they were prescribed antipsychotic drugs. Um, they had a hard time being discharged from that hospital. And this was done in the 70s. But there's been a lot of work that has come since then about how we apply labels to certain people. And once we see something in one way, we view everything within that label. So I work at an anxiety disorder clinic, and already I'm biased when people are coming to this clinic to see things through the lens of anxiety. Uh, But there could be other things at play that I'm just not seeing because I'm already kind of stuck with that label. And I think the same same is true of all of these words that we're using is when we start to see someone as crazy, we start to view them completely in that context. I think all of you handle this this discussion really well as it relates to Kanye West last week. And we're throwing all these labels at him, which is completely biasing how we're seeing and understanding things that are happening related to him. So labels matter, y'all. While you were talking, I I had some insight, <laughs> I think. So when I when I went to, to college, I studied engineering and then I worked as an engineer for a few years before I studied mental health and then actually started practicing. So up until I was maybe 25 or 26, if someone who knew what they were talking about used the correct labels, that meant absolutely nothing to me. If someone used um, the correct label for some sort of psychotic symptom and then and I just saw somebody who was just like acting silly, I might think like, oh, like that guy called it that thing. Maybe, maybe it's that thing. You know, I think I think that's what happens. Um, and I remember, 
like not knowing these terms before I went to school to study them. <laughs> you know, I'm, I definitely understand them now. Most of them anyway. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> the DSM is, is large and there are things that you don't that you don't specialize in. And and so I think I don't think I've ever had the expectation that everybody should use terms uh, correctly. But I think like just as you were talking about those labels, like, well, you know what? It's, it's actually really hard to learn them. It's actually really hard to understand them right. and, and know what's going on, especially when some people who do know what they're talking about are using them in public because then then we're just we're just um, then it's just an approximation, right? We're like, oh, like, well, that that reminds me of the thing that I that I heard that doctor talking about that one day. Now, and also, I, I'm I'm guessing this came to your mind, Laura. There's also like misinformation. There's also doctors out there who are crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story, um, which doesn't help. That mixes us up too. Oh man, now I'm now I'm mm-hmm. now I'm frustrated. <laughs> Labels do matter, Ali. Josue, right. <laughs> I, I think you, you are right that like when you're entering into the field, like I think going in, I had some experience in the mental health field before I started school. And so I had experiences with these terms. There are people who, at least I noticed in my program, people who had no experience when they were going in would just accept everything that their professors and everything that their clinical supervisors and everything that the other doctors and therapists they were working with said as gospel. And so my clinical supervisor, one of his soapboxes, which I've taken on as myself is oppositional defiant disorder is not an actual disorder. I don't think it is. I think it's signs of something else. Lara, Um, if, if the kid is small, it's ADHD. If it's a teenager, it's ODD. What are you talking about? (laughs) Isn't that the rule? No, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think it's a thing. And so when I've been, I've been in situations where I've, where I'm interacting with classmates or, or other colleagues who will be like, well, why don't you just like, I sat in in a case presentation and someone's like, why wouldn't you just give that kid oppositional defiant disorder? And I'm like, because that's not the problem. The problem is the kid's PTSD like, and, the, and, and all these other dysregulations. And like, it's not ODD, but she could not get it. Like she could not because she's been taught defiance equals ODD and she's so willing to slap a label on a kid and these and and disorders will follow them through their lives and I think in particular because I work mainly with kids and teenagers I try to use the terms at least when I'm professional (laughs) um, like words like crazy and insane I don't see those as part of my my profession they're not part of mental health they are an outside thing to me when I'm working and when I'm dealing with something in a clinical way, I don't use those words. I don't. And I try to be very careful about the kinds of labels I put on people because they do matter um, and they do follow them around. And it, and it has meaning and can, and can hurt people if you give them the wrong label. Laura, that um, that you're now getting into like a, you're bringing it real yep. deep and real like important yep. where a psychiatric diagnosis um, and that label has a huge ramification on the type of medications that people receive. Um, every 
every doctor, every healthcare professional, every therapist that meets that teenager or that child after is going to read your report and is mm-hmm. that's going to bias their whole whole perspective. You know, one of the hardest things for me in my job is when I've got someone who's 15, 16 coming in and we're trying to figure out is this obsessive compulsive disorder? Is this uh, are these early signs of more of a psychotic process? Is this uh, more related to bipolar depression? Mm-hmm. And especially at those ages, we can't tell because a lot of that stuff hormones. Looks, yeah, right. <laughs> well, we can't, we, and their brain is growing and changing. We we have no way of knowing for a few years. But people, some people want a diagnosis. Some people want an answer. Mm-hmm. And. And there's like a ton of research about how um, race plays a role here where uh, a black male teenager will get the quote unquote harsher diagnosis, even if they have the same symptoms as compared to a white male teenager. So uh, Mm -hmm. labels are really important. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking this to that deep place because it's and then we haven't even talked about how these labels are created, which is a political process the dsm is a political document it's there's there's nothing in nature that says odd exists um it is a group (laughs) of people that came together that for some diagnoses have more research backing it for some less and some are political compromises my one of my favorite books is called the book of woe it's a history of the dsm specifically Mm -hmm. the the writing of the dsm4 what a shit show. <laughs> if you like podcasts, look up This American Life's episode 71 Words, which is my favorite episode they ever created. It's a story of how homosexuality was removed by the DSM. It was basically removed because of personal relationships that people had, and it was being able to flex that uh, political uh, muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had the experience many times where I'd pissed off uh, other therapists who had given a diagnosis, and then I would... Um, fight against a diagnosis and then fight for a reevaluation. I did that so many times. It goes to like what, uh, Lauren, what you were saying in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You know, as the story progresses, you know, as the seasons go on, she talks about all the diagnoses that she had. And so many people have had those experiences. And not just in mental health. It happens in in uh, in like a physical, right? If you go into your doctor mm-hmm. too, where you like, oh, then today it's this and then it's that and then it's another thing. And it it matters so much like what what that means to you and then that identity that you take on oh man it is it is problematic yeah. i'm just fact checking myself it's not 71 words it's 81 words so i just missed it by <laughs> by 10 but 81 words this american life uh and Josue, like um another thing here is about uh this is extending something that you all talked about last week which is we all have experienced some of these things like if you are at your home in the middle of the night, the lights are off, you're a little anxious, you hear a sound, you mu- your brain might start to think that something is there that might not actually be there. Or you might be walking down the street, uh, you feel a little uncomfortable, and you might be thinking someone is following you. I've, ha- I've had that experience actually once when I was driving. I totally thought this person was was following me and like no one was actually following me so we have experience or we've we've done things that's felt really odd or unusual or out of character for us like one time I had a roommate who was really making me upset and I like 
got I had this major anger moment with him where I like yelled at him. It was super out of character for me. And I think a lot of people would describe my behavior in that moment as crazy. Like we we have had experiences that capture some of this stuff. I don't think we necessarily have good popular words that describe this stuff. I've gone to karaoke with you. I've seen you be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if I've had my boba before my karaoke, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I feel like something that we we keep coming back to and touching on is is worth saying on its own. And that is these, these labels are important. They are. But we can't ignore the context around them and that means like legitimately your own life context what what year is it that we're talking about 1960 1610 2018 the context of of who is diagnosing um you know we we touched on doctors uh, exhibiting bias and you know who is saying it to who who is saying it when all of this context context matters and I think that maybe that's the big takeaway is like, I don't I don't think that <laughs> Geek Therapy Radio stance here is don't say crazy or don't say insane unless you're talking about the criminal sense. It, it's, you know, be conscious of those contexts and, and, you know, try and be a little bit more aware of when certain elements are coming into play that maybe normally you would not be aware of. The one takeaway, I think, at least for me, I'm, I'm curious what each of you want to add, is that most people don't know what they're talking about. They're just saying words. <laughs> right? So the, the meaning that, tr- that, that we attribute to them is often wrong, right? So if someone says you're crazy or someone says you're schizophrenic or, or they, they just think you're acting uh, abnormally, so they say you're autistic or anything like that that, that uh, people may use, most of the time they're just they're just trying to associate one thing that they know with something with a word, you know, and they don't have the right words for it. And, you know, the, the, the last few minutes we've been talking about how important that is to the, the, the person on the receiving end and what effect that can, that can have on them. And man, like we listen to people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> and all the time. And I don't have a, like a quick answer for that. But but that's why I, why I wanted to have these conversations. Like these are words, some of these words. I think I think they are dangerous. But then when I think about it like that, like well, you know, the people saying them don't don't know what the hell they're talking about. So maybe we shouldn't see them as dangerous as as they are in most contexts. An actual diagnosis that's different. If you're getting a mental health diagnosis from someone who's not a mental health professional, like your medical doctor or your stylist, like don't listen to them. They don't know <laughs> your bartender. Yeah, they know just as much. Uh, <laughs> They know the same amount, your medical doctor and your your bartender. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's kind of my takeaway here at the end. <laughs> Josue's takeaway is people are full of shit and don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a person, I agree. That's true about me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> full of shit and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Lulu. Thanks, Lulu. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> you made a mistake. Don't tell Josue anything oh. ever. <laughs> I record everything. <laughs> There's no turning back now. Nope. I think my takeaway is that people should 
pay attention to the media they watch. And there's good representations and bad representations of everything. And maybe rather than just assuming that something you see on a show is true, maybe do some research about it if you think it's something you want to pay attention to. But don't, because... You, like I used to joke about how many medical procedurals I've watched and I should be a doctor, right? I shouldn't be a doctor. I know nothing about surgery, but I do know the names of a few procedures. Um, but you I think I, you know the name of a few procedures. I know I know that a whipple is for pancreatic cancer. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Doctors, please fact check. No. <laughs> the The point is that just because you see something on TV doesn't mean it's necessarily true. Just because you see it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. But if you're getting things from several credited sources, maybe it's true. Maybe don't buy into the fact that all these people are getting insanity pleas and, and, and going to, the, and that we're paying for all these people to go to insane asylums. And, you know, it's, <laughs> they're not all crazy. They're not all crazy. I'm going to add to to this right now. Like, I I think every single mental health student has looked through the DSM and started reading through diagnoses and been like, "Oh, I I have all these symptoms. I have all these symptoms. <laughs> yep. I have every single disorder in the DSM." And all of my professors warned me beforehand: do mm-hmm. not analyze yourself. Do not try to diagnose yourself, your family members, anybody. Don't do it because they're all in there. Because <laughs> they're all in there at least three times. <laughs> but they're, but they're not right. Like my point is that when you start reading it, just. Uh, like uh, when you just start reading the DSM, it looks like, oh, this is somebody I know, right? This is right. exactly to a T or this is me sometimes or this is me all the time. And the truth is that when you go for an actual evaluation and a professional actually does a full intake and a full, you know, spend some time with you, does some testing, more information comes out. And there's a lot that goes into a diagnosis that isn't just, you know, hitting those sometimes kind of vague check marks. You know, it, it, it's... It's way more complicated than that. No, the check marks are more to like guide you in the right direction, but there's a lot of getting to know you kind of things that happen before you can really see the full picture. Uh, my takeaway here is uh, this is why I think shows like this are important. Uh, it's also why I like talking about ex- examples of all of these things in media and fiction. I think it's our responsibility as individuals um, in this world who have knowledge about psychology, about mental health, about um, the mental health system and all of that to give this information away to other people so that they can use it in their life in a little bit more accurate way. Because it's the people who are creating media, it's, it's not their responsibility to get this stuff into the popular ethos. Uh, It's their responsibility to make interesting, entertaining media. That's what they do. Uh, I think it's our responsibility to make sure we get this out of the the silos that we live and operate in and get in the hands of of people all over the place. Um, This episode went into places that I didn't expect it to, but I'm I'm, I'm glad. You say that like... (laughs) <laughs> a lot. No, 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 no. I usually say I'm surprised it turned out as well as it did. This is something different I'm saying. Yeah. You know why, Josue? <laughs> this episode was crazy. It was kind of crazy. It was insane. Was it insane to the membrane? Insane in the brain. Something like that. No, does <laughs> a- a- 
anyone know that song? I know what you're referencing, okay. but I'm not going to sing it with okay. you. <laughs> you're also singing it wrong. It's insane in the membrane. So you do know insane it. See, I was actually <laughs> just testing you. I'm very familiar with Cypress Hill. What's up? My, my friend just went to a Cypress Hill concert last <laughs> week. So yeah. everyone yeah. does. Yeah. You just all chose not to make any comment and just leave me out there in the dust. We also chose not to correct you. You were gone yeah. last week. We have to give you a lot of shit. All right. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Lauren, you were going to say something? I, I Googled uh, video game titles with the word crazy in it, and ah. there were about 100 on, <laughs> on the, uh, like, paste bin 48,000 game titles list, and uh, all of the ones I looked at were using crazy as, um, like... Totally crazy taxi tubular. Is the only one. Yeah, yeah, crazy oh, taxi yeah. is like, oh, mm-hmm. it's it's wild and there's neon. Get ready for all the neon because it will be there. That's how you know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that segment of the play zone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you can cut that out. I just wanted to tell you that I googled. I did a Google. Aren't you proud it. of me? I appreciate she it. did a Google. I did a Google. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GT Radio. All this month, we're looking at words that are used in everyday use that are mental health related, but used completely wrong. So far, we've talked about fear and anxiety. This week, we talked about crazy, insane words like that. Next two weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll do the same with more words. Please let us know if you can think of any that we haven't touched upon yet, or if you have any thoughts on the ones that we have covered so far. Uh, you can reach us at uh, hello at geektherapy.com, or if you want a guaranteed way to get your question or comment read on the show, definitely use the question queue. That's at geektherapy.com slash QQ. At geektherapy.com, you'll find episodes of our other podcasts, links to our other shows, our blog, more information. Uh, find us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. Individually, we are, I'm at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.